Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello and happy Friday yet again. You are tuned in to the After Show of Defending Jacob on AfterBuzz TV. Today we are discussing the series finale, and there is so much to discuss. So, today we're going to be talking about Jacob's Freedom, the Barber's Mexican Vacation, and then Lori's Downward Spiral. Kay will come to us with a special segment and then Elgin News and Gossip. Um, before we get started, I want to know your overall thoughts, but in one word. Sorry. Shut Um. <laughs> <laughs> My word would be yes. All right, my word is wow. So we got wow, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? So last episode, as as always, we ended it with predictions, and I think it would be fun and like different to start this episode by revisiting last week's predictions. Elgin, we're saving you for last. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's revisit your predictions from last week. Do you remember? Um, not completely. I mean, I had a couple of guesses. I mean, okay. I, I thought that, you know, Father Lou was doing the whole thing to Pat. Uh, but then I said maybe that Pat and Jacob were in on it together, I think was my final guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yes. And then my guess, I just said I wasn't sure about Jacob's guilt, but I thought that Andy and Laurie would be no more. Um, I thought they were going to separate and Laurie was going to go her own separate ways. And I said that we would see a bigger um, role from Billy. Now, Elgin, for the win, <laughs> what was your prediction? Yeah, that? so I said, I said, let me let me calm down real quick because <laughs> I watched this episode <laughs> right before this. So I said that Father O'Leary was there to make old dude Pats write that suicide letter and then kill him because you can't have nobody going back on their word when they're in court with the uh, suicide letter. So he held him at gunpoint which y'all saw, and you know he killed him after that. You know he did the little uh, hanging or whatever, and then Strangulation? He did the little hanging? He strangled him to death? He did. The the strangulation. That was was killer. And then I said that something happened to Jacob and Lori because in those flashback scenes that were riddled throughout all Mm -hmm. the episodes, he was the only person that was there. I'm like, where's his wife? Where's his kid? Something happened, and we saw something hit. Elgin, you were so spot on. Like, as I was watching this, and then I went back and read and, like, rewatched last week's episode uh-huh. to hear your prediction, and I was like, dang. Elgin, for the win, <laughs> should have been a part Thank of the you. team of writers. Thank you. But, but I also have to shout out um, James Joyce 12, who left a comment on last week's episode, and he was right there with you. He mm-hmm. predicted the ending. Um, and according to him, we saw it coming. It was so obvious. I guess I'm not as fast because 
wasn't so obvious to me, but you and James Joyce 12 were both spot on. So that takes us to Jacob's freedom. You know, pretty quickly into this episode, we get the phone call from Joanna who tells um, Andy that Pats has confessed, left the letter, suicide, Mm -hmm. and that she's going to move to have the charges dismissed. But she doesn't even have to do that because the prosecutor's office drops the charges. Um, So Jacob's now free. And then we get the question of what happens next? Are you going to go back to normal? And there was some discussion of like, there is no back to normal. There's only before and after. So Kay, I want to know what you thought about those two ideas of getting back to normal and then before and after. I thought it was really interesting because your boy Andy said there is no normal, right? There's just before and after. And we know there's been some like underlying things going on with the kind of weirdness that goes on in their family that you know, like they weren't a perfect family, whatever stuff they had going on. Of course, we know that Andy was lying for years upon years about his daddy, which I mean, I don't know. I didn't think that was a big deal. It was a deception, but I mean, I don't know. Um, But we can see them trying to get back um, to the, at least some type of new normal. I thought it was really interesting that when they said, you know, we throw the case out, the whole jury applauded, you know, and everybody was really happy. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then Jacob didn't go back to school. We see him later and he's still with his tutor. So I was like, if he's getting all this acclaim and everybody thinks he's, you know, innocent, then why didn't he go back to school? I thought that was really interesting. You know how much I love Sarah. I was disappointed when he gets to Sarah again and see him trying to yeah. have some kind of semblance of normalcy. So everything didn't really go back to normal. I mean, that's, that is normal for a kid to go to school. He just didn't go back to school. So I thought that was really interesting and just kind of awkward. Um, but you see Lori and Andy's relationship trying to repair itself. Andy has this doubt lingering and so is eating away at him because once again, him and Lori are booed up in the bed and she's like, no secrets. And of course he's like, oh, no secret eating away at me, you know, like always. So that's really interesting to see how that was going to progress through the rest of the episode. I was like, All right, we got to see the secret eat him up through the rest of this episode, which we did. Um, and I thought it manifested in some really fascinating ways when they got to Mexico. LJ? Um, <clears throat> I'm just shook. I don't even have words for it. Um, <laughs> I think when you're put in a predicament after all that has happened throughout the entire series, I think there isn't a normal or there really isn't a new normal for these characters. I think that they just have to be in a space of contentness or just being complacent, especially living there because I feel like even after you've been found innocent, there's gonna be a lot of people that still think you're not innocent. And I think we saw that a little bit um, in that scene with the father and moreover, um, the scenes where he was getting tutored, I think that is the most normal thing that could happen out of that situation because you're still gonna people in middle school and high school, like when you go through that, they're gonna still make jokes, like it's still gonna linger. It's something that's not gonna go away after, um, you know, a couple months or, or over the summer. So that was pretty interesting to see how that fleshed out. Um, and the relationship between Lori and Andy, I think that is something that still needs a little bit working on. 
especially with the communication part, because it's like as soon as you have a secret and it, and a secret like that bearing down on you and you don't tell anyone, it's going to have external negative effects, especially, I think, in a marriage. So it was cool to see that, how that built up in just one episode and how that exploded in that one scene in Mexico. And when you talk about the secret, you mean the secret of what the dad, what Billy did? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, and I know that for Kay, the back to normal versus before and after was a big theme. Um, and so I think about all kinds of things. I think about the stories that Kay has told us in special segment with exonerated individuals and what normal do they go back to, right? And so I do think that that's a, that's a very important theme and a, an important idea that like sometimes there is no normal anymore and it's just after whatever's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and Kay talked about the fact that Jacob didn't go back to school. I guess going back to school would have been the normal thing to do, but how do you go back to a school and, and classmates? Well, first of all, they graduated. Now I'm like confused about that thing about it. Yeah, he's he should be in high school now. Okay, but you don't go back to that. I'm like, they skipped a lot of time. Because how, how do we go from graduation to Christmas break? Mm-hmm. I think it was the trial happened in, in August, I believe. And then I think they time skipped from that okay. before Christmas break. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but how do you go back to a school and people who have exiled you? Mm-hmm. In essence, that's what happens. I also agree with Kay that I thought it was a little odd when the courtroom erupted in applause because I was like, I thought throughout the trial, like everyone in here was against him. So <laughs> how are we now all of a sudden really excited? And the last thing I'm going to say about this, I also thought it was very interesting when Joanna said that this is a thousand times better. The fact that the case was dropped, the charges were dismissed, um, and it proved innocence because it didn't. You know what I mean? Like, it seems to me as though if he had actually gone through with the trial, the prosecution presented all of their evidence and rested, the defense had a turn, a chance to respond, and he was found not guilty. To me, that carries more weight than this suicide, suicide that even according to the DA had like some loose ends that hadn't been tied up. Mm -hmm. And so maybe after certain situations, there is no normal. It is just before and after. Like what happens to us after the pandemic? Is there a new normal? Is there just an after? That's a good point. I'm or never taking anybody bad. again. That's on 100. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Nope. Don't high five. Nope. What's Here's up? Nope. <laughs> Give me the nod. Give me Wakanda. That's, y'all. But maybe <laughs> new normal is after, and it's the same thing, right? It's mm-hmm. just the same thing, but by two different names. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Before we move on, I want to take a moment to thank our viewers and listeners for watching. This has been such a packed series. There have been so many unexpected twists. Um, Definitely a surprise ending. And I've enjoyed so much showing up here every Friday with Kate and Elgin and having the opportunity to discuss this show with you all. We couldn't do it without, without you. So thank you for watching, listening, YouTube, wherever you listen to your podcast. I do have a couple of more people that I want to shout out. We have lovable Nyla, I think is the right name. I may be getting that wrong. And Linda, they have been actively commenting after our episodes. And thank you to Kay for reading those comments and responding. Um, 
they have really good insight. And I think yeah. it was Linda, who was an extra in the court scenes. Um, so thank you for watching. Thank you for responding. Keep commenting. Keep thumbs upping us and, and leaving good reviews <laughs> because we need it. Yeah, we have some people in the live chat too, um, Latoya. Um, we have Nagora, Sukana, Sadney, um, and Karima Deal. So we want to say hey to those guys who are in the live chat with us right now. We have a we have a lot more people watching that aren't necessarily in the live chat. So we just want to say we see you guys. Hey, hey. Hey, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> so Jacob is free and they decide to go on this Mexican vacation, which I think was mentioned in episode one. Um, and so now they take this vacation. I was so happy to see Lori relaxed and having a good time. She's swimming, she's reading, she's doing yoga, she's laughing with the woman next to her. I was like, yes, Lori in the back and better than ever. And then it takes. <laughs> it takes. Man, it takes. Just tell me what you thought about this vacation and hope. And what did you think about Jacob before Hope came back? Um, I think it was like an escape from reality. I feel like it was just that time for the characters, the characters to breathe and figure out what they're going to do next. I heard they were mentioning Colorado, which I'm like, okay. Um, but I feel like, yeah, it was just a breather for those characters. And I still think Jacob is a murderer, but when she went missing, I thought he was even more of what he just had another body count to that list until they found her, which I'm like, okay, that's cool. He only he only killed one person, not two. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, yeah, that, that scene had me shook because I was like, yo, like they going through the same thing again. Like I could only imagine what uh, Lori felt like because she was the one that was scared throughout the whole entire time. And at the beginning, when that opening scene where uh, Andy was telling her, you know, uh, Pat, he he did it, you know, she felt that relief. And then it kind of felt like in that scene, like she embodied like a living nightmare, like again. I was like, this is crazy. But yeah, it was a lot. Okay. Yeah, on, on facts, listen. <laughs> when he was even talking to this girl, when, okay. So I watch with my husband and we have kids. We're looking at each other like, who goes to a foreign country and lets their teenager go to a party off site, off resort oh, yeah. with people that they don't know? Who in their right mind? They are just awful parents. They just they just continue to make bad parents and choices again and again. I was like, this kid might go well. So when your girl came up missing and he changed his shirt, I was like, oh, so he just murdered home. He murdered home. Why did he do it? Girl, I turned on him so quick. I like that plotting, <laughs> plotting during, you know, plotting audience in the courtroom. I, I'm shady. I just go ahead and admit it. I'm shady because I really was like, he did it. So I think what's great is that it's different from the book, you guys, because in the book, that girl does not get I mean, she gets found, but she is dead. She washes up on shore and she has a crushed windpipe. There's a book. And he, and huh, on the book, and the book. 
And the mom finds out that just. he has a blood spot <laughs> on his shirt. I looked it up after I watched the episode because I was like, uh-huh. how much different is it? So people who had read the book were watching it like, mm-hmm. they thought they knew what was going to happen, but they switched it up on us at the last minute, which <laughs> I really enjoyed. So I really thought that was a good thing to add to make it so that hope survives and it wasn't him. Because then we're back in this little limbo space, like those of us who were down. Those of us who like Elgin, honey, and just think this boy's a little Chucky doll and to murder this other guy. Like, Look. I'm talking about those of us who are still in the questioning <laughs> um, era. Um, I would include myself in that. I kind of vacillate back and forth. He, he did, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I have to admit that, Latoya, like, I was like, he did it, he did it. So to find out he didn't do it was a relief. But then for Lori, like you said, Elgin, to get the bond dropped on her that, um, that you know, Pat didn't commit suicide. And she says, he, 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 Andy says, it doesn't mean he's guilty. And then she says, that's exactly what it means. Because like, who else oh, did it? <sighs> and, and that's the question, right? Who else did it? I have to say, I was like, no, Jacob did not kill this girl, Hope. It's too obvious. It's too much. How do you go from killing a bully, maybe if he killed him, to like killing mm-hmm. some random girl on vacation, to just getting off by like the skin of your teeth i was like there's no way that he's killed this girl it was very suspicious um i still think that jacob is an odd kid the way he processes information the way he shares information and every time he was on that phone i was like why does he still have a phone please take that phone away from him (laughs) right could it be my mom and dad right like it was (laughs) too much he needs no access to anyone so I was extremely happy when Hope came back. I must also admit that this was the one secret that I really wanted Andy to keep. Like, I did not want him to tell Laurie about Pax because to me, it just served no purpose. And we see that all it did was cause her destruction. Right. Like, Um, imagine if he wouldn't have told her that and the girl would have showed up. Like, if he didn't say anything, and you know the girl would have came. She would not have done any of that. So I don't know. But Andy could not go on like that. He 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 was listen, you guys. He was on the beaches of Mexico in a button down the whole time. He ain't taking shirt off. Lori lounging in her bikini. She's free. She's living life. She's being you know getting doing the everything like you said. Yoga laughing, and he on the beach with a shirt on both times with that body. Like what? You know what? I was like, it's a metaphor. He doesn't, he, he's hiding something. So that's why he's covered because he feels like he has to hide himself. He couldn't even be his true self. He's drinking left and right on the trip. There was no way he was going to be able to sustain that deception. He was, it was already like taking him over. Let's just talk about that for a second. Well, the lie. And so Andy goes to see his dad and dad asks him, do you want to be a good father or a good person? What did you all think when you heard that line? And what is the distinction to you? Wait, who said that, Billy? Yeah, Billy said that to Andy. Oh, okay. Oh, man. I mean, listen. First of all, (laughs) grandfather of the year here. He is the, you know, he's the the, the pinnacle of grandfatherliness, ride or die, because he's going to kill somebody. So that you could get off that you thought 
Andrew was about it because he threw away the knife and was shaking down kids. But would he have killed Pat to get it? I mean, oh my gosh. But it just shows them, it just shows all of the um, similarities between the two, right? Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting because Billy says, you want to be a good person or a good father. I've proven that I'm me, which I thought was really interesting. He's made peace with that fact, right? Mm -hmm. Billy's made peace with the fact that he hasn't been a good father and he's not a good person. I think from Andy's perspective, he thinks he is a good father, right? Like he thinks shaking people down and all this, the shady, dirty things he had to do was a means to an end to get an innocent son released because he thought, thought his son was innocent. I think that his struggle now, the drinking, the crying in the middle of the night, the confession to Lori, is that he's realizing like, wow, like, I'm actually not a good person. I'm complicit in a cover-up. If you were a good dad, I can understand you wanting, you know, a, a good outcome for your son. But I think he was realizing like, wow, I really did make a decision not to be a good person. Because like he said, he's seen the other side of the justice system and you are complicit in something that you know was a cover-up. I thought it was really interesting that Billy was trying not to admit it. You know, at every turn, he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't have anything to do with it. Um, but we know that, you know, that's, that's what Father O'Leary was there for. But in the end, that's what he gives up. He gives up being a good person completely. He, he doesn't want to hear the truth about Lori crashing that car. He's just, you know, he, he has those blinders on. I never thought that Andy was a good person. Not to say that he was a bad person, mm -hmm. but I don't think- I think he thinks he's a good, I think he thought he was a good person. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I mean, there was nothing about him to me that's ever screamed good. I mean, average, maybe in a normal life and in a normal situation, he's not out causing harm to people. But to me, there was nothing exceptional about his character. Mm -hmm. He wasn't even a great husband and father, in my opinion, based on what we got to see. You know? I, I mean, I hate to say it, but I don't want to be make bold statements, but I think he's one of the saddest characters um, in TV history. And what I, <laughs> what I mean by this is because Chris Evans played him fantastic. I mean, this is Captain America we're talking about. But this is a character through these eight episodes that thought that he portrayed himself to be something that he never was the whole entire time. And no matter what he tried to do to help his son, <clears throat> nothing moved for him. It was, even if it did move for him, it was like a back, a back offset or, you know, reversal of what he tried to do the whole entire episode. And I think one of the most titular scenes of the show was when him and his son was playing uh, ladders and shoots, and he says, um, "I can't, I can't make a move." And then his son says, "That's because you have none." And I feel like that was like <laughs> the whole basis for his whole entire character throughout the whole season. Mm -hmm. So I don't know; it's a sad guy. And then at the end, you know, everything, everything that he tried to do for his family tried to do for himself and just left him all alone in the house sitting by himself that's mm -hmm. true I just think I missed a lot of his motivation other than mm -hmm. trying to protect his son outside son. of that like I mm -hmm. don't really understand he's a psychopath and that's I was waiting for that motivation. that I mean if it doesn't look like he has any motivation that's why 
because as a psychopath, he really doesn't have any motivation, right? Like it's the makeup of his character that yeah. the things that drive him aren't the things that drive normal people, right? He's looking to perfect this picture, this uh, pro projection of a family. So that's, that is what's driving him. And so all of his actions are psychopathic actions. Still, st he's still doing psychopath stuff. Still. What about when he says to Laurie, like when she says, I'm going to go run errands, I'll be back. I, I may be getting this confused, but when he says to her, um, take your time, if you need to go somewhere alone, like I get it. And then he's like, and I love you. That may not mean anything, but I love you. I thought that was really interesting because I was like, why wouldn't it mean anything? If Laurie's issue is that she's struggling with the guilt mm -hmm. and or innocence of her son, what does Andy's love for his wife have to do with that? Like, I just didn't understand why that was a thought. And do you think like their relationship, Andy and Laurie's relationship contributed to the way she spiraled and what happened? Oh, of course, that, that latter part, yeah, I definitely agree with. Um, because he kind of has been a placeholder for everything to let that happen to her. And I think he could have done some things to protect her. I feel like he could have done some more things to communicate with her because a lot of the times when he didn't communicate what you're supposed to do in a relationship, he could have saved her for, from certain things and let her know before she found out for herself. Because I feel like if she would have known certain things early on in the game, she would not have been affected, so affected by it later into the game. So I feel like he played a large role in that. And I mean, her son who, who murdered a, a kid as well. So yeah, yeah. Okay, what are your thoughts? Do you think that... <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. I was yeah. just reading live chat. Oh, is there something you want to mention? Um, well, Lovable Nikki was saying loose lips sink ships. If Andy wasn't drinking so much, he wouldn't have confessed to Lori. The past thing drove him to drinking, which I totally agree with. She made another funny comment about she doesn't think Chris Evans was supposed to be ripped. That's why they made him, maybe made him keep his shirt off. That was funny. <laughs> but then a couple of other people, Lady Edith is talking about... Um, when she started speeding and Jacob's fear was a really good scene for her. And that she said, it's sad that Jacob went through so much only to have his mom try and kill him. So that's obviously somebody that's not on team Elgin that's on team innocence. And if you do, if you yeah. are a person that thinks that he was innocent, that probably means that, yeah, that's really super sad and really tough. Um, yeah, but I think what's really interesting is that weird marriage that they have. I mean, I wanted them to tell us more about um, what they talked about in episode six when they were in the kitchen and they were both saying, you know, well, maybe this is both of our faults. We both contributed to, you know, just our marriage is built on a lie. And I was like, what lie is the marriage built on? So I'm all this time in episode eight waiting and waiting and waiting for some other, you know, for another layer of the marriage to be revealed, which never was. So maybe that was just some kind of offhanded comment. I guess his deception about his dad is what they meant the marriage was built on a lie. I don't know, but you know, it was a weird marriage with not a lot of um, warmth anyway. So, I mean, maybe he felt the need to, to remind her that he loved her, or maybe he thought, you know, that she couldn't live with a son that was a murderer because that's really how she felt. Um, and he just wanted her to know that he loved her anyway, whatever her decision was going to be, I guess. That was my takeaway from it. 
Um, I thought it was really sad when he went to pack up and surprising that she had thrown away the baby book. <gasps> That's when I was like, oh, this is not going to end bad. I mean, this is not going to end well. I mean, as a mother, you will save every little tiny piece of paper that that baby done put a handprint on with their face. You know, they can have a, you, there's no way you're throwing away a baby book. When, she, when I saw a baby book in the trash, he, I mean, he saw a baby book in the trash. That's why he was calling her, calling her. He, <laughs> he, I think he knows. I think he knows. He saw that baby book in the trash. He knows that it wasn't an accident. Do you think that Lori was trying to kill them both? Oh, yeah. I think so. Oh, yeah. 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 She said she yeah. couldn't do this anymore. She was out. That was a classic, like, I brought you into this world and I could take you out of it type scene. Yeah. So. Listen, honey, love me or leave me. Just move to Colorado, girl. And don't tell us you gone. You ain't got to kill me all in the car. Just move. What did you all think when when Andy goes to the hospital to see her and she didn't remember? She lying. Okay. <laughs> she she lied up in that man's face like they've been lying to each other the whole season. Girl, I was like... Really, Lori? Hey, you think she was lying too? I don't know. It, I have my suspicions. Elgin is so strong on one side of the other. <laughs> but I'm just going to say, I was suspicious, Latoya. When I saw her, like, I don't know what happened. I thought, okay, if there's a season two, then that's what they could tease the whole season. Her little flashbacks of something, something. Oh, maybe I did it on Man. purpose. But if not, I was like, yeah, she lying to him. Which you don't got to lie to him. He, was, he would be cool with whatever. Believe it. You don't even know the things he has done, honey. He would have been cool with it. I just feel that if she had lied about it, that goes against who Lori is. Like, if you're about to kill yourself and your son because you just need to know the truth and you need justice to be done, I just don't see mm -hmm. that character lying about the part that she played. Like, I feel like the Lori that we've seen the entire series would own up to like what she had done and probably try to now, kill herself again because she couldn't live with the guilt of like trying to kill her child like okay so maybe she'll get to that but she didn't want to be indicted when he came back we saw her sit up on her bed like well, what's the news she didn't yeah. want to be in no orange jumpsuit she believes in truth and justice but i guarantee she don't believe in it when it comes to her as well, we have found out with every member of the barber clan they believe in justice in an abstract way but when it comes to them Let's hide the knife. Let's oh, I forgot that part. Yeah. She seemed so. kind of stressed when uh they was talking about her their son. So I'm gonna let that just sit there and be as, as it may. How about this? How are you going to punk a confession out of somebody? How you gonna speed the car and be like, I uh, want the truth? You're like, I am telling the truth. You're gonna kill me to get the truth. Like, that almost I am got me. telling you the truth. So that part I felt like wanted the truth she wanted to feel in her in her core that whatever he said was the truth because when even after he was like I did it she didn't believe that either right mm -hmm. I didn't believe that as a viewer I was still like I don't know if he did it or if he didn't do it because so, yeah he was like whatever you wanted to hear but like right. what, what was she what was she want I mean I guess I just don't understand how you think that you think you're going to feel a certain way but, but I would, if you could if you could trust your gut that well you would have 
felt something uh, maybe immediately when it went down before he was assessing. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You would have felt something when the, you know, all along his life. I mean, you can't trust that gut. Your gut is not very reliable at this point, Lori. Like, I don't, I don't completely know. agree with that just because I know in my personal life, there have been situations, whether it's with a family member or a friend or like a romantic partner and you ask a question, right? And it's the same thing. You want that feeling of like, okay, what you just told me is the truth. And, mm -hmm. and regardless of whether you can trust that feeling or not, I think it's fair to say that we all have that feeling when you hear something, you feel like, yeah, that was true. Yeah, that's not true. And, or you just don't know. And I don't think that Lori was consciously like speeding to try to get a confession. I think she was so gone and so probably trapped and and at the end of her rope and, and had no more options that she was just in that one track of this is where I am and what's happening and tell me something that I can believe in and feel. And when it so you don't think that she crashed it on purpose? You think no, she was I, just in the no, moment? I, I definitely think she crashed it on purpose, but I don't think she was speeding intentionally to scare him to scare him right like I mm -hmm. think it was more about like I think she was in the mindset of like I'm, I'm gonna end this right yeah. it was more about like this is what I have to do versus like I'm trying to scare him into telling me that he did or didn't do it mm -hmm. I got that same notion too like I felt like she it was already in her mind like I right, we about to head out but all that other stuff just fall within that so yeah mm -hmm. but it was a lot and i'll say that crash when she crashed that car i was like oh 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 like, but before that got me when she said i love you and your dad and the way she said that before she hit that i was like this is too much for me i don't know <laughs> uh it was it, and then the fact that he's in a coma and she's all right i was like ain't that something <laughs> like that was just an ending that, that that i did not expect to see uh, but then we still have the biggest unanswered question, whether or not Jacob was innocent or guilty of killing Ben. Kay, what do you think? I, I still don't know, you guys. I'm still vacillating. I still feel like sometimes I think he did. Sometimes I think he didn't. I mean, obviously in the book, you know, he did. But I like that the show is very different from the book. So I don't know. I'm still like. And actually, I like that ending. I like it ending, you know, kind of that inception ending. You know, it ends and then we can all debate it and be like, no, and this is why. Yes, and this is mm -hmm. why. There are a couple of loose ends and that was the part I really enjoyed. I like having all the loose ends. I don't necessarily need a season two, you know? I, I thought it was good to end it on an ambiguous mm -hmm. note and then I felt like that was more fodder for us to talk about different things and explore, you know, parts of their relationship and how the justice system works and that kind of thing. What about you, LJ? Uh, I'm gonna be honest. Until in the rare event that they do have a season two and they introduce another person that could have done it, my boy Jacob, he he did what he had to do in the face of a bully in the in the most extreme way. He killed that kid. I think yeah. I really I'm leaning towards LJ. I think Jacob's guilty. Like he was just a creepy kid to me and not trustworthy and very closed off and just. <clears throat> very very odd i think he's guilty um, so that's that okay what do you have for us today special segment oh it's gonna be quick okay so all week i mean all week all season all eight episodes we've been talking about the innocence project and so i just want to leave you guys 
with some information about the Innocence Project. So when you look on the main national website, um, their headquarters is in New York City. And so you can't actually help them unless you want to um, donate money um, in their main headquarters. But they have special satellite sites and innocent projects in just about every state in the country. If they don't have one in the city you live in, you can create your own. There are a few um, resources that you can do to help exonerated and innocent people uh, prevent wrongful uh, convictions. One is to learn about wrongful convictions. All this is on the website. They actually have a link to media documentaries and podcasts that are trusted that you can share and enjoy um, with other people to kind of just like inform people about the whole situation, advocate for legislation, legislation, because of course that's super important, um, and participate in Wrongful Conviction Day. Wrongful Conviction Day is August, this, I mean, sorry, October the 2nd. And um, so you can just post that on your social media and just kind of bring awareness to it. But those are some things that you can do. So the Innocence Project is pretty much just what I want you guys to remember. That's the the hub to go for to be able to participate. Thank you, Kay. You have done mm -hmm. a great job with this special segment, this entire Fantastic. series. We've learned Thank about you. a lot of people who are wrongly accused, wrongly convicted, and who have since been released. Um, and the Innocence Project is obviously extremely important, and they're doing extremely important work. Um, so thank you for sharing those stories. Elgin, I don't think we have any news and gossip. It's not, it ain't no season two coming, y'all. It's going to be rare if it does. So just enjoy this and, and binge watch it again. And I'll just add to that. I read an article today um, on the actor that played Jacob. And he said that he asked the director whether Jacob is innocent or guilty. And the director basically was like, we don't know. It's whatever you decide. Yeah, um, Jane and Martell. Right. And we don't know what he decided. Mm -hmm. I think he decided he was guilty because he looked pretty guilty <laughs> to me. Um, I, I, that's just my thought. Yeah. And I'll also add that this, I think, is one of the more successful shows, if not the most successful show for Apple Plus. Um, mm -hmm. So good job. But Apple Plus has yeah. really good content in general. It um, does. It I does. agree. If you guys haven't seen Servant by M. Night Shyamalan, I did that after show. It's really good to a twisty, turny uh, mystery with a very rich, lush palette, beautifully shot. Really good show. Truth be told, yeah. I really liked The Morning Show. I really liked even that show Home, which is it's um, literally about people's homes, like unique homes in different parts of the world. Apple Plus is just doing a really good job with their content. So mm -hmm. anyway, coming uh, for y'all next. On uh, that note, we will say <laughs> thank you again for tuning in. Kay, thank you for being a part of this. Elgin, thank you for being a part thank of this. You. It's so much fun. And I'm sad to say bye. <laughs> Me too, man. But, but yeah. they can find us other places. Kay, where can our viewers find you? So you can find me at host K H O S T K A Y on Instagram and Twitter. Matter of fact, next Friday, I'll be doing a tweet along with Alaman Fear, also known as Black and Blurdy on Twitter, all about the season finale. Yeah, you guys can catch me on the Instagrams and on the Twitter at Elgin underscore ball. And I will be live tweeting and a few with that group as well. Oh, fun. I'm Latoya Blakely. I'm on Instagram at Latoya Period Blakely on Twitter at Blakely Latoya, and I am on the Camp Getaway After Show on Tuesday nights. So thanks for joining. Until next time, buzz you later. Bye guys.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.